Now that is how you start a show. Thanks to Independence for that amazing entrance. That's got to be the coolest entrance in Ohio high school football, if you ask me. If you're just listening to the podcast version of this show, do yourself a favor. Look up the Independence entrance. That was amazing. And down on the field, that horse is flying. I mean, my goodness. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Iowa Prep Sports Post Game Week 8 Edition. Nathan Ford with the Gazette here. We're going to get to Independence here in the show in a little bit, but let's start in Class 5A, where the number one ranked Cedar Rapids Kennedy Cougars, solo number one this week. They were tied with Southeast Polk last week. They're the last unbeaten team in 5A. Now the solo number one ranked team over at Kingston Stadium. Took them a while to get going at Johnston. Let's get the report from Jeff Linder. Hey, it's Jeff Linder reporting from Kingston Stadium where Class 5A top-ranked Cedar Rapids Kennedy defeated Johnston 24-10 in a football game here. Uh, Kennedy trailed 7-0 at halftime. Uh, really got the wheels going in the second half behind quarterback Carson Blitz who finished with 321 yards and almost 200 of those came in the third quarter alone. Uh, down 7-0, uh, Kennedy scored on its first uh, drive of the second half. Blitz connected with Brendan Lindy for a 9-yard touchdown pass. Uh, Luke Bradley's 31-yard field goal put Kennedy ahead for good at 10-7. Then uh, Blitz connected again with Jaron Centers for 36 yards. Centers got a really good block downfield after the catch and uh, was able to turn that into a, a catch and run for touchdown to make it 17-7. Uh, Johnson got within 17-10. Kennedy was trying to kill some clock and uh, fullback Alex Cook got, got loose for 58 yards and then punched it in for a one-yard touchdown to really put the game out of reach uh, on the following play. Kennedy moves to 8-0 on the season. Uh, like I said, uh, blitzed through for 321 yards, lost a fumble in the first half when the, when the Cougars were driving, but uh, more than made up for it in the second half. Seven different Cougars had uh, pass receptions, and the Cougars will try to uh, finish off a 9-0 regular season next week when they go to Dubuque Hempstead. Johnston falls to 3-5. Reporting again from Kingston Stadium, the final again, Cedar Rapids Kennedy 24, Johnston 10. Back to you, Nathan. Elsewhere in 5A, Southeast Polk beat Ankeny Centennial 16-0. Third-ranked West Des Moines Valley lost to number 9 West Des Moines Dowling. Another great chapter of that rivalry's history, 31-27. Number 4, Ankeny, all over Joaquin Northwest, 48-7. Here in Eastern Iowa, blowout wins for number 6, Cedar Rapids Prairie. 7th-ranked Iowa City High, number 8, Linmar. Number 10, Cedar Falls, loses to Bettendorf, 28-0. Big win for the Bulldogs. And number 10, Pleasant Valley into the rankings this week after beating City High. The Spartans over Dubuque Senior, 28-14 here in Week 8. Class 4 had some big results in Central Iowa. 8th-ranked Indianola handed number 3 Bondurant Farrar its first loss, 15-7. Indianola's only loss came to Norwalk, and the 5th-ranked Warriors were upset by Carlisle, 21-14 tonight. Notable results in Eastern Iowa is number 2 Cedar Rapids Xavier over Newton, 48-24. Sixth-ranked Waverly Shellrock beat Western Dubuque 55-39. Okay, now to Class 3A and the game of the night. Number six, Independence hosting number three, West Delaware. We've got some highlights, and K.J. Pilcher has the post-game report. Hi, I'm K.J. Pilcher reporting from Lyle Lineball Field in Independence, where we saw a Class 3A District 3 tilt for the title between Number three, West Delaware, and number six, Independence. 
the Hawks come away with a victory, 25-14. to 14. The game started out uh, kind of as a defensive slugfest. Uh, a scoreless first quarter, the two teams exchanged touchdowns. In the second quarter, uh, West Delaware's drive, first scoring drive started as a run-heavy uh, attack until they got down to the 17 of Independence when they pulled out some uh, trickery, a backwards pass from Kyle Cole to Will Ward, and he found Luke Curley uh, dragging across the defense for a 17-yard score and a 7 nothing lead there in the second, and then Independence uh, wasted little time uh, capitalizing on a fumble, a punt uh, that was uh, mishandled by West Delaware, and uh, Independence recovered it at the Hawks 44. Uh, five plays later, Independence tied it up 7-7 with 3.26 to go in the second quarter. Uh, Mitch Johnson hit Keegan Schmidt on a 23-yard touchdown pass, just kind of throwing it up over uh, the linebackers, and that was successful going into the break. And then in the second half, things really changed. Uh, Independence came out, uh, a 21-play drive uh, going all the way down inside the uh, West Delaware 10-yard uh, line. Uh, they got backed up a little bit, and the drive resulted in a 27-yard field goal that was blocked by Wyatt Volker, who jumped through uh, the A-gap and laid out and, and turned Independence away without a score after a drive that lasted over nine and a half minutes. Uh, West Delaware didn't touch the ball until 2.27 to go in the third quarter, but they made use of the little time that they had. Uh, their first, er, first second-half drive uh, resulted in a Kyle Cole 13-yard uh, run. Uh, to give them a lead 13-7 to seven. Uh, on the next uh, offensive drive. It was Cole again, this time a first snap for West Delaware. He bolted around the left end for a 71-yard touchdown score. Uh, Independence didn't, uh, didn't shy away. They didn't fall back. Uh, they came back with a 27-yard touchdown pass from... Uh, Johnson to Brady McDonald, just a sophomore. Nice reception in the back of the end zone over a defender. Um, that was also set up by a 48-yard uh, pass from Johnson to uh, Schmidt. Uh, really big play to kind of set up that score. But the next uh, West Delaware scored touchdowns on the first three, and the last one came on a 70-yard jaunt uh, by Wyatt Volker uh, to really ice things. Um, there for, for West Delaware. Like I said, uh, they come away with a District 3 title. Uh, Independence, uh, both teams are now 7-1. and one. Um, Independence, 3-1 uh, and one in the district. West Delaware moves to 4-0. Back to you, Nathan. Another district title on the line, number 4, Solon beat Grinnell, 35-17. Battle of unbeatens. It was Number five, Humboldt over number seven, Nevada, 19 to 15. Eighth ranked Benton community continues to roll. Seven wins in a row for the Bobcats, 42-14 over Maquoketa. And number 10, Algona lost to Ballard, 49 to 21. Class 2A's number one ranked team fell on the last night of the regular season. Number seven, Southeast, or number one, Southeast Valley, losing to number seven, Spirit Lake, 
21 to 14 as the craziness in that district continues all the way until the end. The four playoff qualifiers, Southeast Valley, OABCIG, Esterville Lincoln Central, and Spirit Lake all ranked in the top 10, all beat up on each other throughout the year. Man, if you're paired with that district in the playoffs, good luck. Spirit Lake, the fourth place team, just beat the top ranked team in the state. Class 1A, number one, Van Meter got it a, a ranked matchup against number eight, ACGC Battle of Unbeatens, and it was all Bulldogs, 41 to seven. Number six, Dyersville Beckman stays undefeated as well. They got MFL Marmac tonight and an impressive score, 41 to seven. In Class A, top-ranked West Hancock similarly shuts out number six North Butler, 36 to zero. Both those teams were undefeated coming into the night. North Tama was undefeated until last week. Red Hawks took on number two Grundy Center tonight, lost 28 to nothing. Number three North Lynn with another shutout, 50 to zero over Maquoketa Valley. It was Linville Sully taking down number eight Bell Plain, 25 to eight. Number nine East Buchanan into the rankings this week, beat South Winnishick 40 to 16. Number 10, Southwest Valley lost to Mount Air, 41 to 33. An eight player was number four, Easton Valley over number nine, Lansing Key, 51 to 46. Eighth ranked Lennox over Fremont Mills, 52 46 in double overtime. That Easton Valley Key game really sticks out. The Keyhawks hadn't really had the toughest schedule, but that proves that they can compete with some of the best teams in the state. Let's go back to class 1A. Ryan Plagenkuhl has some notes for us on number three, Iowa City Regina's game against Durant. Iowa City Regina will head to the postseason undefeated and on a high note following a 34-16 win at home on senior night against Durant. Jack Tierney led the way for the Regals, completing 10 of 18 passes for 156 yards and two TDs. Tierney also ran the ball 13 times for 100 yards and a score. Sam Aitchison and Jack Clark both had receiving touchdowns for Regina, and Levi Daniels carried the ball 24 times for 156 yards and a score. The Regals led 17-0 at half, but Nolan DeLong kept Durant in the game, throwing for one touchdown and running for another, both in the second half. DeLong carried the ball 30 times for 146 yards. Regina moved to 8-0 overall and completes an undefeated regular season in Jason DeMont's first year as head coach. How's it going, everyone? Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here at Liberty High School, just outside North Liberty, uh, where we saw the Burlington Greyhounds come away with a 20-18 win over Iowa City Liberty in an important uh, Class 4A District 3 game. Uh, Burlington has a 3-1 district record now to Liberty's 2-2 in a race to uh, follow North Scott into the playoffs. North Scott um, clinched the District uh, 3 championship earlier on Friday night. Fort Madison also is 2-2. Two two. Uh, Liberty plays next week at Mount Pleasant while uh, Burlington and Fort Madison uh, have a, uh, an all-area um, finale uh, next week to uh, conclude the regular season. This game was uh, won basically uh, late in the third quarter when uh, Burlington quarterback Kanye Baker ran 25 yards for a uh, touchdown and then a two-point conversion, uh, which gave Burlington a 20-18 to 18 lead. All uh, 330 yards uh, Burlington gained in this game came via the ground. Uh, 43 attempts. Running back Bryant Williams uh, ran 22 times for 218 yards and two touchdowns for the Greyhounds. 
who com who uh, attempted one pass, one pass play in this game and went incomplete and actually uh, officially went down as uh, an intentional grounding penalty. So uh, certainly something that is unique, but uh, Burlington has completed just 13 passes all season. So uh, really nothing too much of a surprise. For Liberty, um, Christian Barney, a 21-yard touchdown reception from Ty Hughes in the first quarter. Darius Willis-Newell, a four-yard touchdown run uh, early in, or late in the second quarter to, to give Liberty uh, a halftime lead of uh, 15 to 12 after a successful Willis-Newell two-point run. Uh, Emerson Bennett with a 22-yard field goal. Uh, early, in the early in the third quarter on the first possession, actually, the second half, uh, put Liberty up uh, by the count of 18 to 12, but uh, Burlington countered with uh, a drive that uh, Baker uh, culminated with the touchdown run and uh, the two-point conversion. Three turnovers in this game for Liberty, which were huge, two interceptions uh, deep in the red zone, one in the, uh, one in the end zone and one actually at the Burlington five-yard line. There also was a fumble inside the Burlington 40-yard line, so that was huge. Uh, Willis Newell was humongous in this game offensively for Liberty and a workhorse, 34 carries for 158 yards. Uh, Ty Hughes, quarterback for uh, Liberty, had uh, 168 yards passing, completing 15 of 26 throws. Once again, your final score here at Liberty was uh, Burlington 20 and Liberty 18. Uh, your final score also wanted to point out Liberty did drive inside the um, uh, Burlington uh, 40 uh, in the dying seconds of this game, but a Bennett. 48-yard uh, field goal attempt, which would have been heroic had he made it, came up well short. So once again, 20-18 uh, Burlington over Liberty. This is Jeff Johnson from the Gazette. Have a good weekend, everyone, and thanks for watching.